and welcome to another edition of the Sports Yak, uh, the Modern Times Magazine Sports Podcast with me, Wayne, and with me as always is John. Am I still the czar of sports? You're the czar of everything. That's the Dodio comrade of sports. <laughs> you just spent five minutes messing around with the levels, so you're the czar of I'm the czar of the microstrator. Yep. Uh, we've decided to bring back the bell. Yes. Uh, to keep us on topic, we've only got two topics today. We'll be talking Diamondbacks, as they've gotten off to an unexpected start that no one's not coming. Not even me. <laughs> no, not me. Outside of the uh, problems in the infield with errors, I don't think anyone's saw any of us coming. Uh, we'll also be talking uh, Cardinals, no. dra- Cardinals Draft. Cardinals Draft. Cardinals Draft, as the Cardinals, Cardinals just drafted several players, and they did not take a quarterback, which I think we should have saw coming, but people always like to... Get their panties in a twist about But we do have a talk uh, about one another stud, long-haired quarterback. What did I say? You do not trust a man named Mitchell. And he just single-handedly... That's true. And he just single-handedly sunk the uh, Chicago Bears organization. Okay. No, come on. You're right. You can't sink you? you can't sink a sunken ship. I mean, you know, after what Jay Cutler did over how many years... What, he was completely co- ad- adequate, but ne- not nothing above... You got to scowl from him if he wanted him to go a step. No, he. I think he. I just heard today. I think he was literally fifty-one and fifty-one or something. Yeah, something as going, He joined a TV network now too. Yeah, the guy with the personality of an angry dog. I know. But not even like a good angry dog, like a pit bull that's going off the chain. And I don't mean to stereotype pit bulls. I know that that's a that's a that's a negative thing. Well, he's got a pre-existing condition, so at least what, we know. Resting he'll be. bitch face. <laughs> no. Diabetes, right? Does that doesn't he have diabetes? count. That's a pre-existing condition for a quarterback. No, it doesn't count. You usually no. get diabetes after you retire. No, I'm talking about his attitude. That doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. He definitely. Every single time the camera pans to him in every single game, and he looks upset with all of his teammates because he's low. Someone's got to hand him a. <laughs> someone's got to hand him a candy bar. <laughs> Somebody give Cutler a Snickers. <laughs> That was the problem. Okay, so do we but want to do happiness or let's start down mediocrity? Backs. Let's start down next. Is, so is that the happiness or the mediocrity? It's happy mediocrity. <laughs> We're Diamondbacks fans. So on the plus side, Diamondbacks have gotten off to a great start. They sure I mean, enough have. I guess seventeen and thirteen is considered a great start for well, what the expectations were. Well, especially they started off with a pretty nasty road trip, and they did pr- and they did decent well, on it after their. They got off to a great start at home and then were competent on the road trip and find themselves yeah. in a pretty good position right now. Yeah, you know, I mean, going into the uh, the uh, the Washington Nationals series, which just concluded, you know, of course they lost 2-3 to the Nationals, but, you know, they were, uh, what, 16-11, and 11, you know, going yeah. to that. And, and then you play a very good Nationals team who had just absolutely... I think they'd scored like 100 runs in a three-game series against the Mets or yeah. something close to it. It seemed like it maybe, but maybe it's they weird how you can turn runs. a team around just by getting rid of Matt Williams. <laughs> Lost in the whole conversation, I think, is the solid, if you know, consistently unspectacular, but solid Zach Greinke year that he's had so far. Yeah. And, I mean, solid for Zach Greinke. He's way ahead of where he was last 229 year. 229 ERA. He's 2-3, but that has more to do with... Bad luck. Well, and he's facing, he's generally facing off against the other team's, uh, or he's 2-2, two and two, I'm sorry. Facing off against the other team's, he's 3-1-9, that was Corbin with the two two nine ERA. Right. But 3-1-9. Yeah, and it was, it was below 2 before his last yeah, start. Yeah, and, you know, so, yeah, no, that definitely, I'd say, Granky's... And Corbin's bank, you know, you just mentioned... Granky's on the right track, Corbin, yeah, is 
is that kind of the, what they expected Corbin to develop to before the struggles of the past few years. Yeah. And so I think that one team punch more than even Shelby Miller. Shelby Miller, if he can come back next year or late next year and do anything, that's kind of icing on the cake. If he can be a competent three or four. Or a, or a bullpen or piece. Or a bullpen piece. You've got yeah, because they don't have the big contract invested in him. I mean, we talked about that before the podcast. That was one of the things we were talking about. We said, hey, let's save it for the podcast. But the fact that he got sent to the minors last year when he did, so his service time got reduced. Yeah. And now it's just obviously being delayed again. I mean, he only made four starts this year. He's not going to pitch again until 2018 yeah. if we're lucky. You know, if nothing goes wrong, if he doesn't pull a Daniel Hudson. Um, and, you know, that's another thing that I haven't been following this year is what's up with Daniel Hudson? Uh, What's up with Daniel Hudson? <laughs> What's up with Blinky? What's up with Daniel Hudson? We're going to be right back with uh, you know, an update it, on that. Okay. But before we get there, I just want to say, lost in that conversation is also Robbie Ray's looked Oh, yeah. Great. Um, you know, he's also got a 2-2 two and two record with a you know, mid-3s ERA. So, I'm, so if you can have, if you can add Archie Bradley to what Corbin Granke and Ray are doing right now, I mean that's four. You're four deep. That's one of the best four deep combos you're gonna have. Daniel Hudson. Daniel Hudson is not having a great year. In 14 games, Daniel Hudson has an eight and a half ERA. Yeah, it's a, that's only 11 innings. It's a good no sign. Do we think Jeff Mathis has anything to do with this? I do. Do you think I that do. that was the, that decision to go with a guy who the analytics say improves the pitching staff? Has had an effect. And Ionetta, they say. Ionetta, yeah, he's another one of those guys. So. Um, so yeah, I mean. I, I think your prediction where you rang the bell in our, oh, our preseason. He is not hitting 400. He's, I think he might be hitting 40. But, <laughs> but hey, he he helped us win. But he, he helps win in different ways. And like we said, their offense isn't, it's not like their offense is hurting because Jeff Mathis is is hitting nibblers every two seconds. Yeah, I mean, he, Mathis has been solid. Um, you do see a little bit more pitch framing. I think Wellington Castillo is not having a very good year either. What is up with Wellington Castillo? <laughs> Let's check in with Wellington Castillo. Beef or as they call Wellington. It. You know, and he had never had a beef Wellington, and Jody Jackson was very surprised on Fox Sports Arizona last year or the year before. <laughs> I've never had it. Who's even eat? Who under the age of fifty-six has eaten a beef Wellington? Wellington Castillo. I have never eaten a beef Wellington. So uh, Wellington Castillo is on the disabled list. Um, for a sore shoulder. Um, Jeff Mathis is batting 118, and the um, hotter-hitting Chris Iannetta is batting 208. <laughs> well, it's not about what they can bring you know, in the batter's box. Just put, it's what they bring behind the plate. Let's just put it this way. Jeff Mathis's OPS would be a bad on-base percentage. <laughs> it's 306. On base plus sucking is that what OPS? Or it's a for? it's a it's two fifty five. Yeah, well, you know, again, uh, his wins above replacement will probably still be high. Still be like one or two, just because of yeah. And how he and 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 how he uh, deals with the running game. I mean, that's that has been another thing on both sides of it. I think um, they've been giving credit to the Diamondbacks for their their offensive running game and the way that they defend the running game. And I think it's it's been there. You see that they put pressure on opposing defenses. So it's 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 been impressive what they've done. I really, you know, you have to give them credit. And you know, we talked about in our preseason thing too. You haven't seen Tori Lovello coach a major league game yet, a full regular season major league game in Arizona. 
Um, but you can tell that it's a different team. Yeah. And as for as much as I respected Chip Hale, I thought he was, you know, he was kind of a longtime Diamondback, spent a lot of time in the Diamondbacks farm system, um, you know, managing there, um, a lot of time with Bob Melvin. Um, I just don't, after seeing him um, for a, f- a few years, he just doesn't seem like a big league manager to me. And sometimes you saw that like, A.J. Hinch, um, during A.J. Hinch's, at least his first stint, um, and, and Chip Pale's stint, you could tell that sometimes they were outmanaged by classier managers. Sure. Um, you know, sometimes and when I saw A.J. Hinch going against Tony La Russa a few times, it was like clear. Managers were winning those games. In the because, same way that you could see Tony La Russa get outclassed by other executives. Exactly. <laughs> you do what you're good at. Yeah. Know your strength. Yeah. And go towards that. <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, you and for A.J. Hinch's... A.J. Hinch seems to have figured it out. Yeah, I mean, I think he's fine. I just, you know, I think he was going to, you could see it, but he hadn't, hadn't really managed a game sure. for years, or if at all, because he went from a player into the front office. But you could tell that Lavello's got it. Well, you know, whatever he has, um, whether it's buying him with the team, um, you know, they talk a lot about they what like happened more, early on last fun. year. Yeah, and, and what happened early on last year, I think that it kind of got downplayed early or didn't get mentioned early, and it came along late. Um, how it seemed like Chip Hale lost the pitching staff early sure. on, supposedly. Um, Patrick Corbin, I guess, was a big part of that, too, um, where they were saying that people had their early hook was real evident, and Hale would get people up, so the people, the guys in the bullpen also didn't like it because they were working more, even though they weren't working so much in games. They were working more, but they weren't getting paid more. <laughs> well, well, you know what I mean. I mean, you know, you have a sore arm. It's a I, I would different. love to hear that, though. Like, that's what, like, <laughs> like just a normal worker's complaint out of, like, a professional athlete. Oh, this is going to extra innings. I'm getting double time. Yeah. Well, uh, it's different, I guess, when you have a minimum salary of six hundred thousand. I'm getting paid the same, but I'm getting up in the fourth inning. <laughs> I think I am a machine. But you got to give props to those guys. And the one nightmare I want to say, the one, the one thing I think the first season that that should um, just stick in the halls of of infamy in the Diamondbacks was the play where I think they let three runs score. At home plate when when there, when there was a pass ball or mm-hmm. I think it was a the pass little ball. league the little league the little, league. The little and league you know I coach a little league team and it was it was as bad as stuff I've seen it's the worst uh, thing I've seen since Omar Dahl bunted for a triple <laughs> I saw that happen once so it was that one but that was horrible I mean it was really horrible it was the ball thrown at home plate yeah mess from the pitcher then back again it was it was back and forth and it really was literally. I saw the same thing in a as, as an Angels fan, I once saw Francisco Rodriguez slam the ball down in frustration, and the runner scored the winning run home. Yeah, I was I was watching a, a, a plays of infamy the other day. And, was and, that one on there? It should be. Oh uh, no, but I saw the one where Niger Morgan did the same thing. He <laughs> ball hit him in the head, and he thought it went over the outfield fence, so he threw his glove down and started getting mad. But it didn't pop over the fence; it was just sitting right behind him. The guys just kept running. Um, the other moment of infamy, I think that you know, and these are things. It's not so much the Diamondbacks' fault, but the play uh, last weekend against the Rockies, where LeMahieu had the interference with with uh, sure. with Pollock, and he stuck his arms out and then flopped like Kobe Bryant. We call that the uh, Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I did see that when I saw the infamous moments when he tried to knock the ball out of Bronson. The Olaix Rodriguez. <laughs> Well, he's he's known for that though. He also would call. There was the time there was a pop up, and he was circling second, and right, he right, yelled, right. "Got it!" And so right, the shortstop right, right. jumped out of the way, and just bush league stuff like that. 
Well, you know, I mean, he, when you have a, 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 a artist paint a picture of you as like a centaur or Well, whatever. when I honestly can't blame him for that because have you seen him run? He, he looks like a horse. <laughs> I think they were giving him the wrong steroids. I think he started turning into a horse. Isn't he dating J-Lo again? Or Probably. Something? Well, she likes him like that, I guess. Uh, nope. Speaking of horses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the only place the steroids probably wouldn't turn you into a horse. Well, you know, I'm sure it's the he's tail good. is what I'm talking about. I don't, think, uh, <laughs> I don't think they can give you a tail. It does shrink, right? Steroid well, shrink. Well, before we, uh, before I ding us back onto the right track, no male breasts. The one thing I wanted to say is the one issue that was popped up could have been an issue is defense, and while not quite as bad as it could have been, their yeah. defense is a serious is an area of concern. Chris Owings has six errors. Yeah, and they have been playing Ahmed more at, at shortstop, and that's why. Yeah, and Owings' bat has been great, so it's like you need to maybe try and find a way you can get him into the outfield occasionally or something, give another guy a day off. And yeah, because you can't put him at second base no, Drury's playing. You can't put him, and, you, and at shortstop you can't take the errors because Lamb's not been having a great season defense. He's got three, um, and he's and I think that's kind of what you're going to get out of him is the 950s, 960s fielding percentage, so... You can't pair a bad or a, a subpar defensive third baseman with, with a, a subpar shortstop with yeah. a bad shortstop, and and then a subpar defensive second baseman. And let's put it this way: your defense is in bad shape if your first baseman is the best defender in the group. Yeah. By leaps and bounds. Yeah, but see, but they do have the defensive specialist on the roster. They have He's him. just not hitting. Sure, and you they've know, got he, that kid. Hitting, what, the kid two, they traded, they traded for with the in the Taiwan Walker trade is in AAA, yeah. and he's supposed to be more of a defensive. Ketzel Marte. Yep, and so if he can hit, then maybe he's an option to bring up. It's not obviously not stopping them from winning right now, but it is something that you know you got to pay attention to. You know, and I do think doing more of the uh, uh, you know later game replacement. That was your idea Auburn. early on, which and I haven't seen it. much. No, but that that's a. I mean, you would think. Well, you know, maybe they've also been losing. They've been losing late in games a and lot. Coming back, so, so you don't want to take offense, you yeah. don't want to take Owings out. And, and you know, I think it also plays maybe into the way that Lavello wants to manage. And it's the same thing we talked about: not having a quick hook on your sure. pitchers, not getting guys up. You know, he's trying to show that faith in his players. Um, and you know, and sometimes that can burn you as a manager. And and so, you know, it's there before you ring the bell, though. Um, talking about a little bit of our preseason predictions too. Um, you know how I every time we talk I mention I mention my favorite. <laughs> Wait, Wade was gonna ring the bell on me, ladies and gents. Um, I'm waiting so, so as soon as I say his name, you're gonna ring the bell. Dansby Swanson. What is up with Dansby Swanson? Look, look him up. I don't, I don't take necessarily any pride in this fact whatsoever, but you know he obviously does have a better. Um, yeah, we hey, but why don't you? But uh, look up uh, Ender and Ciarte's stats too at the same time. That was a package deal. Yeah, okay. So last time I saw Inciarte is only hitting about 250. All right. Um, and Swanson's cool. hitting 150. 250 gold glove center field. You know, maybe. You if can't he plays argue. All year. You can't argue. Okay. Didn't he win Swanson's a gold glove hit. last year and he so, didn't play the whole year? The big mistake they made with him is bringing him up. I think, last year. I think you need to leave. I think it's kind of like the uh, Justin Upton thing with the Diamondbacks, is they brought him up too early. I think he'll probably turn into a decent player anyway. Um, you know, in almost the same number of at-bats, he's about f- f- uh, 30 at-bats shy this year. He's hitting 156. Um, 
you know, at least he's got a two thirty four. Well, they got on tape percentage. on him. They've got tape on him now, and I mean that's just it's 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 just brutal. It is, you know. But everyone talking about oh Dansby Swanson. Well, Dan now Dansby Swanson's a rehab project. Now it doesn't you know mean you know much um, to what you gave By up. By the way, Shelby I, I didn't I didn't yeah we didn't preface this. This is going back to see the Shelby Miller trade. Who wins? I think at this point it's still a toss up. I think the only reason you can say that the Braves may have won it is that. They've gotten more out of Enciarte, even with his injuries, than the Dimebacks have gotten out of Shelby Miller. I really do miss Ender Enciarte. I mean, I have to say, especially I thought they could have used him last year. Uh, especially last year. I think this year it's not as big of a deal because you've got Peralta back and Tomas is. And you got Paul. And, and Tomas mean, you... hits so well now. He, that offense finally came around for him last year that you can deal with having a Teletubby in left field. Yeah, and, you know, looking at the difference between Inciarte and what the kind of um, production you can get out of, um, like, a utility outfielder, like the Hazel Baker, like you have now, even though he's, you know, and he also, Hazel Baker has minor league options. He just got sent down. Um, you know, you know Blanco is still you know, kind of signed for them. That, you know, 240 to 280 hitter um, that, they, you know, light-hitting outfielder is there. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's accessible. Yeah. Um, you know, he won a gold contract, glove. He won a gold glove for him last year, so I'd say that puts his value above. Yeah. Anything the Diamondbacks got. Um, also, looking up gold gloves on MLB.com. Heads up, if anyone from MLB.com is listening, you spelled it American League. <laughs> so, uh, I want to fix that. Yeah, we're all watching out for each other in this industry. Oh so. yeah, sure, we're watching out for each other. So American League. American League. Salvador, uh, use it in a sentence, Salvador Perez won gold glove for catcher in the American League. He did. Yeah, in the American League. As long as it doesn't say something else that's more offensive. Yep. So you're going to ring the bell and let's move to the Cardinals? Uh, By and large, Cardinals are getting pretty good draft grades for, you know, the Hassan Reddick pick, 13th overall. Everyone seems to love. He's kind of like one of those draft darlings that no one had heard of a few months ago. And then... Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl, they told him play, go try out inside linebacker because he is a defensive end in college, and he lit it up. So he showed that he does have that versatility to play multiple positions. Well, playing at Temple, I mean, his size, you know, he's his size plays as a, as a sure. linebacker in the he NFL. He came into college as a cornerback. You know, it's amazing what horse steroids will do. No, I'm just kidding. 18-year-old kid. And, and But also, that's actually one thing I want to point out is, according to all – Reports he's a he's a he's a good person. He's got good uh, good head on his shoulders. Which the, uh, inside linebackers for the Cardinals, you know, they can go many ways. Carlos Dansby. Well, Carlos Dansby's a kooky guy, but you know, you don't really have to worry about him getting in too much trouble. But Daryl Washington, who's recently been reinstated. Yes. Um, if I was it's Carlos, another thing to talk about. Well, they, I hear they're considering bringing him back. If I were them, I would keep him as far away from the, these young developing players as possible. The guys just. Do you know this from personal experience? No, but I just—is that where you got I know scar from the, the I, side I, of your face? I know from the police reports. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm. I know that most of his. This says more about the NFL than it does about anyone, anything else. That most of his suspensions were supposedly for marijuana, which to me is not a huge deal. I, you know, that is an issue I think needs to be dealt with. Jeff Sessions. <laughs> No, the weed issue. Um, yeah, and you know that might be where it but goes. But it, it does I think, tie in though, becomes... because we used to have a federal government. Williams. We had a federal government that was completely just kind of hands off. Hands off. off. 
now we have a federal government that's going to prosecute this stuff, I'd say the NFL is going to be much more unlikely to embrace it without the federal government at least being laissez-faire about it. That's the next thing that we should... And I don't think... The, they're, the NFL's never going to never gonna do anything positive with weed until Roger Goodell's gone, which could be sooner rather than later. Until it's not a federal offense. I mean, it's very Well, that's, that was but, my I first mean, let's point. let's not diverge. That's my first but, point, but, my, but also Roger Goodell is about... Like, if you look up stuffy white guy in the dictionary, it's Roger Goodell. The thing is, I think the owners are starting to get tired of him, too, because he's making a fuck ton of money. Oh, yeah. And... And everyone hates him. He gets literally. This was a joke I made on Twitter, but um, I was like, "Oh, really bold!" We have if to it, beep it out. Is it really bold? Really bold of every single team in the NFL draft to use their first round pick to select Boo. <laughs> just, just because Goodell's up there. My voice might have peaked on that one. Ah, well, I went a little loud with my boo. But, I think, I but think yeah, no, because no, Goodell. Too. Yeah, he, no one. The fans hate him, and obviously, and but. Everyone was always like, yeah, but the NFL is untouchable. Fans are never going to stop watching the NFL. They had the worst TV numbers in yeah, a decade. Years or, yeah. Like a decade or two, yeah, last year. So it's like, are people actually like, everyone's going to watch their favorite team, but are some people like, oh, maybe I'm not going to watch this other game or whatever, because that guy's a douche. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think it, you know, I don't think it's directly relatable. I don't think it's directly, but I think that, that when you're looking for a scapegoat, it might be the guy you're paying $50 billion to or whatever. Well, fifty yeah. million. Well, how many how many houses can you buy? I guess is is, is my is my point. But, I mean, um, you know, the MLB got rid of Bud because he was oh, so because he was so unlikable. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I thought he was just ready to retire. Well, I think that's how they framed it. I think it might really? have been one of those. Hey, you're ready to retire. Is this, is this just out of the Wayne? Wayne oh, this is out of my brain. Yeah, this is just out of my brain. I have no sources. Brain on this. or I have your no, other no sources on this. But no, that's just the feeling I got. Because Bud Selig kind of always seemed like one of those guys who was way more concerned about his legacy than anything else, and his legacy is still that he let steroids ruin the game. So also the uh, and he didn't fix it. The the tie game and the all star game. The tie game, and yeah, the, and and the, the stupid need. solution for it. So right. I said he seemed more like he was at a meeting with the owners, and they were like, "Hey, you're ready to retire, right?" And he was like, "Well, I'd still like right, check right." And then, and then some guy brought a bell in. Yeah, no, you're done, <laughs> Your time bud. Is up, bud. <laughs> so going back, that relates back to Roger Goodell. I think that's going to happen to him sooner rather than later. I think, especially now that he doesn't have craft. Um, they used to be good buddies, and ever since the whole Deflategate issue, that supposedly has worsened. That's what I've heard. I don't feel bad for Goodell, and I, oh, don't, I don't see feel bad them for having him. a better I can, person. Oh no, I can't wait. I will stomp on that dude's. Can you imagine? I mean, that has to be the one grave of, the worst of his jobs. I mean, say you love baseball, and you have to be the commissioner of baseball, or you love football, and you have to be the commissioner of football. I mean that's that's just once the compensation worse. goes over well, then, forty million dollars a year, John. Forty million. Okay. Let's put it this way: the average hitman is not getting paid. People literally <laughs> kill other people for way less than that. For like one one hundredth of that. You're right. So bullshit. And it's not even like the athlete thing. The athlete thing I can at least get when, because like football players, yeah, they're getting paid handsomely, but their lives are literally being ruined by what this is doing to their body. And even to a lesser extent, baseball, basketball players, these guys might not be getting the concussions and the head injuries, but they are still, you know, going to have, like, be in pain. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, there's so Yeah, but I mean, the CEO rules are that. You're the CEO. You're sitting on your fucking ass in an (laughs) office telling some dude who's killing himself for you that he can't smoke weed. 
<laughs> no sympathy. No sympathy. Meanwhile, you're you're spending probably what a hundred like ten thousand dollars to have your hair cut like a doll. <laughs> well, well, I will say this for Roger Goodell. And you've got the body of a wrestler yeah, from like he, the eighties, <laughs> like where you're like you can tell he goes to the gym, but there's so much fat on top of it that it's he's got like those muscly man boobs, those a rods, those a rods. <laughs> he's got those a rod titties. <laughs> I just, I just like that we now have a new, we have a new term for for male breast. Um, well, I think uh, that's, according that's, to unnamed sources, like that were, I can't remember who sourced them, but it was on ESPN or something. There's that they had all these names for Alex Rodriguez they had in the clubhouse because apparently he actually did on the HGH and stuff have like what they call rounded pectoral muscles. Uh huh. And his nickname in the clubhouse with the Yankees was supposedly bitch tits, like <laughs> that, like because no one likes him. So you totally distracted me. What I was gonna say was when baseball changed, and you know, I mean, we could talk about the good old days, but you know, uh, having that real strong commissioner and what happened with uh, Adam Silver looks like a vampire, but he seems like he seems like a pretty good commissioner. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, you know, the NBA has been following its own its own downward slide. Someone sucking your blood. I mean, you know, but it's. uh, it's it's not as bad as when you know when well, I guess when David Stern David Stern but David Stern was more of the Goodell type where he he'd was. literally be booed wherever he went yeah and, and, and he was fucking smarmy about it that was the worst yeah you know I he mean but the whole thing yeah well I mean you know uh, maybe it's just that uh, but see like the same way they're just, Silver's just been assholes. able to I think avoid any sort of controversy so far. There hasn't been any real issue where he's come to the but forefront. Is it, but isn't where, that with kind the of flake gate and all the rest of that? Isn't it, that kind of like the job of the commissioner, though? What? To not take the to heat? well, no, to not come to the forefront. If I think I'd say that's kind of like it's kind of like an offensive lineman when you're grading a football team. If I'm not hearing about you, you're probably doing, doing your job, job pretty damn well. You shouldn't be. I think Roger Goodell is cocky, which is why he went after Tom Brady with the Deflate Gate thing. He could have handled that much better, and he probably could have even gotten a couple of suspension days out of it. He probably could have gotten a game. The guy who suspended Ray Rice initially for literally hitting a woman a few games, and then he's going that... That's the other part that's such a bad look. Because he's a hypocrite. He went so fucking hard against Tom Brady for potentially taking some air out of some fucking footballs when this guy took the air out of a fucking person. And... <laughs> on camera... <laughs> And and the public finds out about it through TMZ and NFL's trying to cover it. Like that's the bad look about it is that he talks tough on all that stuff and then when it comes to domestic violence. Well, I mean, there's always things that every league doesn't want to get out there. I mean, sure, you know, but I mean, but, do you think, but I'm saying is if you're gonna every... cover up if you're gonna cover up domestic violence, then maybe fucking cover up Deflategate, like the football. Don't make that your white whale. That your most marketable fucking player, Dicky Bo, yeah, is like. <laughs> Might be like asking the asking the fucking ball boy to like let a little air out. Not to mention the <laughs> physics the physics of that don't make much sense. Yeah, I mean I realize you can get a little better grip, but you can't throw the ball as far. Have you ever tried to throw a flat football? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a whirling dervish. That's your vocab word. Whirling for the, <laughs> for the day. Whirling so dervish. That's just my problem with Let's him, check in with Miriam Webster. That's my problem with him, is that he he stands up, he has a backbone for all the wrong reasons. 
And even then, it's not much of a backbone. All right. So since since we're like you know definitely out of time. Okay. So we'll get a another ring for that. I want to you know. How about those sons? (laughs) Don't don't draft don't draft ball. No, no. <laughs> Don't draft. We'll be all. back next month to talk about the horrible. Draft this is another thing. Is it, but I want to know is, what just, kind of grade would you give the Cardinals offseason so far? So uh, far, with that 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 means who they've let go, who they have signed, who they're talking about signing in the draft. Do you want me to give you a nihilist grade, like just just oh, straight grade? No, or I want to do. I want you to give with me the grade outside you factors taken into concern. My just no not caring everything's equal not caring about any contributing factors my grade would probably be a C plus or a B minus I think their draft was really good they lost a lot of guys and they didn't get a quarterback of the future which granted like I said there wasn't that much to choose from but they still didn't get one now mm-hmm. if I'm taking factors into consideration I'm probably more likely to go up to like a B plus because they shouldn't have resigned those guys right. for the money that they ended up getting so I take that yeah they shouldn't have signed them. And draft-wise, once again, draft was good, and there weren't any quarterbacks to get. So, I, so yeah, they lost players, but they replaced them as best as they could within budget constraints because they were close on the cap. And So I think it was a pretty decent offseason. They'd be, you know, and much, David Johnson. And David Johnson is, is on the team. That's always right. good. But, yeah, you can't undervalue the fact that how shitty they would be if Fitz and or Palmer didn't come back. Yeah, and especially Palmer. I mean, we have to understand that you know, as much as you but want they, to say that they he don't makes have any 20... wide receivers to take over Fitz either. So no, but he's not going downfield anymore. But he's catching a hundred passes a year. Right. No, I, you know, but we know what happened when you still had Fitz, but you had Kevin Cobb or or uh, whatever that outside Derek of this, Anderson. Outside of this draft pick, I don't think they have a wide receiver over six feet tall on the roster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, Jerron Brown, which I like. I like Jerron Brown, but I mean, they have a good crop of receivers. But you're right. They have a good crop of developmental receivers. They don't have anyone proven but Fitzgerald. But it's still quarterback. It's a quarterback-driven league and always will be. You need someone throwing two said receivers. You know, and I'm not necessarily sold on the idea that the Cardinals need to go out and and draft a kid. No, I think Glennon... That who they wanted to the according to uh, you let you Joel Gambadoro of it, and you know he's got yeah. he's got sources within the team, so you know I trust him. He he. I played he little league talking. baseball with Darren Irvin for the Cardinals. Does was, that give me an inside source? No, I don't have inside <laughs> sources. I listened to him on the radio, and this is what he said. Um, but all the Cardinals are telling me all off season. Uh, he was talking about how much they love Glennon, how much they love Glennon, how much they love Glennon. If Palmer it doesn't come back, they're gonna get Glennon. Like they'll make him a good offer. Palmer came back, so they couldn't afford to give him a starting. You know, they can't do both. Um, but now that the Bears went out and basically told Glennon to go fuck himself. They literally invited him to the draft party. Asked him to show up and then drafted Draft his a replacement, right. which has already happened to him once right. with Jameis Winston. Um, so I can't see Glennon playing out his contract there. If Trubitsky, because this GM, Trubitsky, I mean, obviously he signed Trubitsky too, but I mean, he signed Glennon too, but he drafted Trubitsky. Yeah. So I can see Glennon playing one, maybe two years, and then it's Trubitsky's turn, and then I can see the Cardinals either trading for him. Because his contract's not bad, uh-huh. or signing him after the team releases him. So, yeah, you know that could be so. Like, but like you said, so something like that that could be a quarterback of the future. Yeah, and you know, I know it's always dangerous. Uh, you know, when you when you, when you think about how you're going to get a quarterback or life after a decent quarterback, I mean, we've all seen whether it's the Cardinals alone, and you say, okay, what happened after Neil Lomax? You know, lesson number one with the Cardinals is 1988-89. and then Ooh, you know, then you go into I the. Was 
born in 89, so I didn't learn any of those lessons. Oh, come on. You, what, you don't read the... I know who Neil Lomax is, but... You, you, don't, you don't read the history of your favorite team? Ooh. No, okay. Uh, how, about, how about Jake Plummer? I did learn today that they uh, inducted some one of the quarterbacks from the St. Louis days into the into the uh, ring nice. of honor. Nice. How about Jake Plummer? You remember I, that? I, you know, I'm big fan. I'm some... big fan of that handball playing porn star. Is he a porn star? No, but he just looked like one when oh. he played for the Broncos. <laughs> and then, no, he's going to say, I, no, he's yeah, I haven't he's, seen him. He's playing handball without quotes up in Iowa or wherever he's from. I don't. All right, know. yeah, yeah. One of those. I know he's a handball player, and he's on Pac-12 Network, but. The point is, you can tell it's it's always you you have a bit of, of safety when you have when you feel like you've got a, a franchise quarterback there, and then you realize how lucky you had it sure. when they leave. Not even franchise, like just competent. Yeah, Kurt Warner. Kurt Jake Warner, Plummer. I'd say, was franchise. Jake Plummer was like franchise to competent, but he was was decent. And then say even with Paul. But the same thing is going to happen but, after Palmer. So, but my, the point, the general point I was going to make though is is that when you have a decent franchise or a different a, de- a decent team. You can get some of these guys that are cast-offs that haven't been made so gun-shy yet that, that at least they showed they could play in the right system. That's what I think. Which is why I was so excited about Nick Foles. I know that you're not really excited on him, but there's other guys. I think he was a system That are out there. I think right. he was. He succeeded. But I mean, there are other people but out I there. But I think, I also do think Arians has one of those systems. I mean, Palmer wasn't exactly lighting it up when he came to Arizona. Right. And then... We all know how that worked out. Once he got the system down. Also, I think the one thing you want to do is make sure you get a quarterback with a decent head on his shoulders because it is a more complex system. Right. Just like I, I with Kirk Cousins or someone like that, that the Palmer thing. Because it shows that he can kind of take a guy who's worked in other systems and mend them to his. So there's that yeah. option. Um, but And then there's drafting. It's just going to – because it's not a done deal that Palmer's done. Right. But Palmer – What is he, 40? He's 38, I want to say. Let's check in on Carson Palmer. Where's Carson Palmer? He's probably in Southern California enjoying a smoothie on the beach. I think he's working out. He lives in... His house is here. Yeah, well, he I lives mean... In Paris Valley. He makes He makes $40 million a year. How many houses do you think he owns? Oh, that's true. <laughs> Let's make $40 million a year. He's 37. Huh? So, he could still play. <laughs> I'm saying is he seems like one of those guys who's going to not quite go full far, but where he'll be like, you know, he's getting older, so he's like, eh, I don't know. But he could string that out for one or two years. So if the Cardinals draft someone next year, it's still the option of learning under him. And even if he doesn't learn under him, Drew Stanton, well, yeah, he is, his ceiling is limited as a starter, but he seems like the type of quarterback who could be a good mentor for a young quarterback. Oh, yeah. And, and he's worked under Arians for a long time. Yeah, and you know, I I do also agree with you that there's that, you know, it's the the quarterback position, the sexy position besides Blaine Gabbert. It's true, hair. they have a lot of sex. <laughs> just look know, at how many kids Kurt Warner has. Yeah, well, that's just because he doesn't use any sort of protection. But um, I mean, I don't know that personally either. Uh, however, <laughs> he gets he gets his condoms from Antonio Cromartie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, they. <laughs> Pre-punched, wants pre-punched for her pleasure. <laughs> pre-punched so I can have another kid to buy me a daddy's gift, a Father's Day gift. Just a glutton for love. You don't have the... I, I think everyone wants to talk about getting a quarterback or saying, oh, you need a replacement. Then all of a sudden, say you get a replacement on the roster like 
then and a guy that's legit, then all of a sudden you force out your your senior guy. Look what happened in Indianapolis, right? I mean, you found your replacement for Carson Palmer. Then you know what your choice is. Sorry, Peyton, you're gone. So you have to take your franchise quarterback, the guy that gave everything your. Well, I, I think and that was a smart move. For I think the it kind of worked for them though, because he was out for that whole year, which allowed them to get the first pick. Right. There was some coordination there, but even with Cardinals, that's why they couldn't go get like Mike Glennon, like right now, because they would have needed Palmer to be done. Right. Also, I think also because you can't afford it. You can't pay two guys. No, you can't pay two guys starter money no. at quarterback. Meanwhile, they've got Stanton, who's one of the higher paid backups because he's probably is one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. But he's also making decent money as a backup. So, so are we going to have a real depressing oh, fall and winter here, or are we going to have... Um, I'm actually excited about the Suns. You are? Um, hoping as long as they don't draft... Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. LeVar Ball thinks he and Lonzo are MJ and Kobe, when in reality, they're more like Urkel and Carl Winslow. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, what's he done? I know he likes to say he's better than MJ, even though he was a failed football player who played in Europe for a while. That's LeVar Ball. Right. And his son is a talented college point guard with a funky shot that a lot of people say won't translate to the NBA, who's never run a pick-and-roll offense. Yeah, but he's already guaranteed himself probably a hundred million dollar endorsement money. No, his father lost that for him. No, you maybe, but maybe not. I think he did. They, After the they, draft, you never they all know said what uh, I th- the think, shoe deal. I think the only yet. way he gets the, some of that back is if the Lakers are the ones who draft him. He's not going to come here. The Suns are not going to draft him. I, but that's the all the rumor is that they're that's the player they like the most of the three: Josh Jackson, Levar. Uh, Whatever they fucking name their kids, Ball <laughs> and uh, Markel Fultz. Though most people think Markel Fultz is the more talented point guard. Yeah. <laughs> I think the best thing that could happen to the Suns is that they get the third pick and then they don't get to pick any point guard. Yeah, but don't you think they could be doing a little bit of misdirection or no look pass? Ron Wolfley says draft subterfuge. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, a no look pass with the uh, whole Lonzo Ball thing, you know? Like, hey, Lonzo Ball, actually, Markel Fultz or. So that, if they, so that if they do get the first pick, they could potentially trade it to the Lakers. Yeah. Pull, I mean, pull up, pull basically what happened to the Bears. Please, I, yeah, but them. I just can't see, I mean, I don't know any of these guys, obviously. It's always the, it, you know, eternal disclaimer. However, I don't see, from what I know about uh, uh, Lonzo Ball, I wouldn't want to go and, and trade I would Bledsoe imagine the him. first thing he says to them is, trade my son. <laughs> He doesn't want. He doesn't. Yeah, want but I mean, Phoenix is not a hot, as a player. No, but I'm just saying is his father's obviously concerned about marketing. Phoenix is not exactly the destination if that's your priority. Yeah, but you really only have one destination for him that works because I think he'd get eaten alive in New York City. I think he's going to get eaten alive. And I think in LA, he'd be, he'd well, it's because okay. he's from there, so he's right. going to be a little more comfortable. No, I, I agree. I think that's where they want to go. I think they want him. I think that would work out. I don't want the Suns to have him. Please. Take lozenge ball. Take him away. <laughs> well, but you know, and and Markel Fultz is a better point guard anyway. And should you just have Devin Booker with the ball in his hands more yeah. anyway? I mean, or that. <laughs> I mean, trade trade Bledsoe, get somebody else, and draft Jackson, and you know maybe get another small forward out there. Sure, there's got to be somebody for them, and then just put the ball in Booker's hands all the time and say shoot it or pass it. Yeah, you know he can do it. He's at the end of the season, he was averaging like eight assists per game. Seven or eight or something like that. So no, it's like, I mean it's like the point shooting guard, whatever. It's yeah. like, you know, you know, hire Mike D'Antoni again. This fucking team can't figure out whether they want to have twelve point guards or none. But 
yeah, I'm totally with you. I am excited. I am, you know, we kind of segued into that with the Cardinals. Segued into Suns. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but I'm excited for the Cardinals just because I think it's no, a little I think... bit more of that. There's going to be some younger guys you haven't seen before, sure. and so you can learn. Um, there's going to be, you know, maybe some 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 breakthrough performances. I think they have the chance to be really good. I just think it's on a razor's edge. I agree with you. I say, you know, six and ten, ten and six. It's it could go either way, or, the other. or anywhere in between. Like, yeah, this team's always real streaky. So I think I'm inclined to agree with you that it's going to be one of those two things. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's crapshoot. And all right, so the rest of the season, let's do every time we do a month thing here. Let's do. If we're sticking, what 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 we're now sticking with with Diamondbacks predictions? Okay. Um, well, now based on how they're playing, I, I would put them as like a, I think like a wild wild card slash maybe division winner if the Giants can't turn it around. Like if there's less competition there, I still put them more at like the high eighties wins. Eighties and You're still though talking eighty five to 90, 92 80, or Yeah, and a wild card berth. I just don't. I think some of the things that are that some of their weaknesses will grow more glaring, and then you never yeah. know what's going to happen with. I think some of the things they're doing good is fragile based on injuries and stuff like Pollock. Right. His elbow is notorious now. He's had multiple injuries, so you need him. Yeah. Um, but they're doing great stuff, so I wouldn't be surprised at this point if they went on a run and they had yeah. like ninety something wins. But I'm probably looking more in the eighties and. Wild card birth. Yeah, and I'm yeah you know, I'm stuck where I was in the beginning of the season. Even though they had a good first half, I'm not going to be over there. Oh, I'll just throw this in there. I fucking hate Cubs fans. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, me too. I hate Cubs fans. They make post two thousand three Red Sox fans look like look, the yeah, nicest people on earth. Like, holy shit. You mon- monks with. I would say violence. I would say act like you've been there before, but you can't. I know. <laughs> I know Cubs but, fans. Like, but like I know where they're coming from. I I was an Angels fan my whole life, they and they won in two thousand two. I was a twelve year old. That's like the peak of. Both being excited and being annoying, and I am neither as much as any random fucking Cubs fan. Yeah. Holy shit! Every win, oh, I just I, I I hope to God they don't make the playoffs this year. And if they do, they're I hope they to. I hope they lose an embarrassing. Fashion. But they're going to. I you know they're going to be good for the next ten years. Unfortunately, I know because the they did because they brought in they brought in the the, king, the they, yeah. kingmaker the yeah. OFC and yeah. he, they should just put him in the Hall of Fame right now. Yeah, I mean. What take else? the two biggest streaks. What else could he do? Actually, go out there and play. Yeah, like right. But I mean, he did. He took batting practice, and all they showed it to all the players, and they're like, "That's Theo." He was like, "He was hitting it good." <laughs> That's next. He's gonna pull a Tim Tebow. But I would say, you know, the what? Be will... bad at everything he tries. <laughs> no. Outside of giving circumcisions. No. But you know, I'm not gonna drink the Kool Aid on the Diamondbacks. I don't think they're ready. I think. You know, no, I I'm don't think they're ready. But I think, wins. but I think sometimes teams that aren't ready, they just happen to freak shit happens and there's they push gonna together. be a trade. I there's gonna be a trade come June, July, like a like e- a big one. You think it's either gonna make it's either gonna make them a World Series contender or it's gonna take them out of the playoffs. Oh, so you think either like it could either be them giving away Granky or them getting some piece? Yeah, or even getting rid of Granky but getting get, something get else. Maybe a turn. closer or something. Like the right. Chapman type of style, someone who can put him over or the top. Or it could be, you know, the Tomas gets traded or Owings gets traded or, sure. you know. That'd be the smarter move because I'd like a Tomas would thrive as a DH. Yeah, and, and so you never know what you're going to get, but it could either make or break the team depending on who they do. Like we talked about Inciarte leaving and how that sucked out 2016 because they didn't have a center fielder to play. But more than sure. that, it sucked the energy. And if they pick the wrong guy, 
I mean, we know that Granke doesn't have that kind of personality. He's not a linchpin to keeping the emotional center of the clubhouse together. He doesn't. Uh, <laughs> he was pretty excited after that. I know, he was very excited. He was pretty excited after that last win. His ball was I, coming down my hand pretty well. I just threw 20 strikeouts. And... This is the difference. All right. Is that Granke after, after a loss? Well, I thought the ball was coming out of my hand pretty well, but it just, uh, it just wasn't good. Now after a win. Well, I thought the ball was coming out of my hand pretty well, and uh, but, the ball is always the one constant with Zach Granke is the ball is always coming out of his hand pretty well. But that's the you know, and that's good. It's not slipping. But um, oh, he's not scraping his knuckles on the mound, or or banging his whole hand on the mound. But uh, you know, the Diamondbacks are right there. But there's gonna be a trade or two, and then you have to let some of these young pitchers still develop because you can't have. You have to have at least two guys that are real strong. And right now, you might, they might, that, that's why I don't think maybe they trade Granky, but they trade another piece or two in order to get stronger in a different way. And, but that's how I see the rest of the Diamondback season. Oh. So we ring our bell? almost switch places. Let's ring the bell. That was another extra long edition <laughs> of the Sports Yak for you, but thanks for listening. And we'll be back in our next edition with a more. Diamondbacks updates, maybe uh, talk Suns. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll do the uh, Suns draft. Yeah, by, talk, by, by that next time. Talk Suns draft and uh, maybe touch on the Cardinals if they've made any moves. So if they signed Blaine Gabbert and his hair. If they signed Blaine Gabbert and Tim Tebow. So we'll see. Well, you never know which one of those players needs circumcision. So however you say goodbye in Russian, goodbye, comrades. Or Dasvidaniya. Whatever. Dasvidaniya. <laughs> <laughs>